Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. It's a pleasure to have your pop culture loving company today. I don't know why I accentuated that one word I just did. Uh, let's get right into it because this is the lunchtime brunch time special social hour, the acoustic brunch. Let me bring on the Anakin to my Obi-Wan, Mr. Jay Bartlett. You stole that too from the radio station, the acoustic brunch. <laughs> All the... Uh... All the catchphrases are stolen. I love it. It's great. I'm just going to recycle and reuse just no like the action figure community. No shame. I it's, don't care. When I, you steal it, it's called an homage. So it yeah. feels like you're paying tribute. I'm at an Something age where like I just, I give no Fs. <laughs> We're yeah. going to use it. We like it. There you go. We want to say hi to Ryan in the chat. He says, hey guys, hope everyone is doing great. Hey all, goof day. Severus Snape says, I think he means good day. That's okay. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on this special Saturday, April 23rd. Oh, I dated the show. Isn't that like a YouTube no-no? You don't date the show. so it No, feels that's old. a you no-no. You always told no. me don't put that stuff. That's true. And how do you feel about that? How do you feel about my rules for content creation? Give zero Fs. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> Brian uh, Blevin says, Jay and Rob in the noontime. That's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, let's get to the icebreaker, my friend. Ah. The topic the topic this week is, uh, did the bubble burst? Our fun, uplifting, optimistic topic continues week after week as we talk about the Dollyverse. Before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, Retro Rags, Mock Masters, Big Back Toy Store, Heroes Comics and Cards, all the lovely guys. Yar. Icebreaker, Did the bubble Jay. burst? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Got to build the dramatic right. tension. I don't want to yeah. hear your answer. In fact, I don't want to hear it later. We might not even get to the topic. We don't care. Uh, the Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars is, the, is the focus of the icebreaker. I want to know, Jay, if you had a chance to be in the Star Wars universe, as you, as Jay Anakin Bartlett, yeah. what would one Star Warsian thing be that you would like to do? Just once. Like an event? Like take part in an event it, or no, just one one thing that happened or just to take part in something in the universe just to take part of something in the universe so you get dropped in there you've got an hour to do one thing you're you you're not a jedi you're not a yeah. sith you don't have any sure. mystical powers um well i'd go to the bar 100 <laughs> percent. which one yeah. uh eh. I'd like to. I like safe. to say the nightclub from Attack of the Clones, but I think the fatal flaw in that scene is that George didn't put any good music in there for whatever bizarre reason. There was no music because I prefer that club because it's a little higher end mm. uh, as opposed to Moss Eisley, which is a dive bar. But I mean, hey, you might run into Han and Chewie. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I'd like to have a drink and listen to some of the the local bands. That's, that's yeah. If, if you went to the cantina on Mos Eisley, you could run into virtually anybody in the Star Wars universe. Evidently, it would be dangerous. But I, I think I would do that. Yeah, and, that's what uh, I would do. I mean, you know, ride the Falcon, whatever. Now I would, I would go to the bar. No, yeah. what, what would you do? Big Star Wars destination, going to have some death sticks. Love going it. to have some fun. That's right. Have some fun. You got one hour in this world of Star Wars, and that's what you're going to do. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably yep. just want to be in an X-Wing, drive around, pew, 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 pew. Really? I didn't really give it much thought. I was just more right. interested in your answer than in my own choice, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I see Brian says the Falcon. I mean, that's. I feel like that's a given, but... I, you can I go to know. Disney I mean, World to do that. You can do that now, yeah. You can see a life-size episode seven falcon right there and you can ride in it and drive it and stuff so i feel like you can do that um arguably i guess you can go to the bar there too as well they have a nice star yeah. Wars bar but yeah uh, yeah i mean there's no one in particular i'd want to hang out with i think i just want to go with a couple buddies and see who we run into like you could go to the jedi council i don't want to go to the jedi council so what i don't know talk smack give them a bit of lip no tell them they're doing that. everything wrong I don't, I don't need any lessons. If I only got an hour, I want to have some fun. I don't want any... Do you want to go to that arena thing with the swirling dancing bubbles and learn about... Uh, I guess... The oh, the, the opera? No. Yeah, yeah. No? no? Do you want to go bar. to the Galactic Senate with ETs? No? No. Why would I want to sit on the, some political... I would want to go pod racing. That's what I would want to do. You I'd want to pod race. I'd want to, go, I want to do some pod racing. Well, that's very NASCAR of you. So there you go. Well, 
there you go. You'd, that's what you'd be watching at that bar in Attack of the Clones. You'd be watching the, the pod racing. Yeah, they had all the betting and like there's like you could. It reminds me of Vegas. Hear, yeah, you can also hear faint a faint like hut comedian telling jokes, which is kind of cool. Um, I also like the casino on Canto Bite. Um, I'm a big casino guy, even though I don't gamble at all. I love the atmosphere of casinos. Probably because fear casino, 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 casino. Follow know, up so. icebreaker. If you could only meet one, who would it be? Brian Wilson or Brian Cranston? Brian Wilson, 100%. Why is that? Because he's a god. <laughs> Brian Cranston's cool, but Watley. I don't want to meet Watley. Uh, what, would you Brian, say to, what would you say to Brian Wilson? Dude, I mean, when the Beatles look up to you, like, and they're gods, like, you're beyond legendary. I just say thank you for creating the perfect record, which is Pet Sounds. Like, thank you. Is that the um, best album created of all time? Technically, yes. I would say uh, from beginning is to end, your it's, favorite? It's, it's not my favorite. No, but it's far from my favorite, but just musically that record is pretty much as perfect as you can get. God only you, knows what the best yeah, record of all time. You is. got like Paul McCartney, like s- stealing ideas from it. I mean, you know, well, back and forth, right? The, you know, you were got a pretty good, uh, yeah, Brian Wilson for sure. Cranston would be fun, but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not really into the, I Dude, think the drug scene at all. So him and I, and I'm not into like get, getting into Novocaine and like having three ways in the dental chair. So <laughs> I don't know. If, what That's a character. You wouldn't like hang out with the character. You're hanging out with the actor. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, well, wow. like the, like the hut comedian. It yeah. should just be in the background because your comedy's falling flat. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I would probably rather hang out with Brian Cranston. Brian Wilson's awesome. hundred percent musical genius. I don't know what I would say to him, and I think that'd be very awkward just to like be in his presence because you know he's not social. He's like an introvert, right? Super yeah, musical just, genius, really smart tons guy. Of interviews with him, he's really down to earth, man. Like he he doesn't make you feel stupid or anything. I've seen lots of guys interview him. He's just like very. Friendly. I just feel like if you're gonna spend like an hour with him, you probably have more fun with Brian Cranston getting into trouble or having fun with people than Brian Wilson. Uh, I, I doubt that. I'm sure Brian Wilson would show you a pretty good time. I, I'm not. I'm not an actor, so it's like it, now. If you said like Brad Pitt or someone, that's different. But well, I was trying to go Brian or Brian. That was the clever yeah, spin. Yeah, I would say Brian Wilson, and you hang out with Brian Cranston, and all is right with the world. I like it. Okay, uh, where are we at with the auction for Action Figure Adventure Season Two? What sold and what is up next, my friend? What sold is what's behind you, and you didn't buy it. So why do you have that? Oh, that thing over there in the corner, Strange. I stole it. I just stole um, it. it got. We, we made some really good money uh, to go towards Children's Health Foundation. I'm really, really proud of that. Uh, once again, I can't say anything, but uh, the person we got it from, kudos to you again. This will all be revealed in season two, which is coming very soon. Uh, Kickstarter coming in just a few days. Yeah, a few mm, days. Tuesday. Um, so that sold. We made some good money for children's health. Uh, the final piece is up right now, which is your bad boy, your big boy, I should say, your bad boy, uh, Eternia, bad boy. Which um, party boy? You, you got a few minutes with it. I don't know if you had any experience with Eternia before our show. Yeah, a little I bit. Cer- I certainly didn't. I never saw it in person, so I got to build it. Which was, uh, I mean, you need to be an engineer to, to build this thing. It's very fragile, but it's it's impressive. I'm looking at it. It's just in the studio here to my right. Uh, it's gigantic. I really can't get over the size. So I, I, I get to look at it at least for a couple more weeks, which is cool. It's built. Uh, I had to shoot it for the eBay. And uh, it's impressive. It's impressive. It's expensive, and it's rare. It lives up to the hype. It's it's a unique piece. I think that's the easiest way to kind of sum it up. And if you're a Masters fan, it's, other than may, other than yeah. maybe a few like a few of the figures like the Laser Light He Man and Skeletor and the Giants, it's certainly a top five it's thing that you need grill. for the collection. And I'm looking at it, you know, and we've talked about this before. We talked about the flag, and um, as a kid, I don't know where you'd put the flag. As a kid, I don't know where you'd put Eternia. Eternia seems yeah. to be more doable because despite the tracks being made of glass you can move it a bit more than you can the flag uh the three towers are really cool 
Um, it's a really I'm gonna, interesting. I'm going to pull up a picture since you know we're we're a visual show. Yeah, and there's yeah. No, and there's nothing worse than talking about something that people can't see. Yeah. So. I, and honestly, guys, I would have put it in the frame, but uh, it is on a table now, and the tracks on this thing are very fragile. Yeah, there it is. So that's actually uh, my studio and my house. That's right to my right here. Um, it's it's a beauty, and I've come down the last few days since it's been built, and it's just like uh, it's. I'm in awe when I see it. It's like, oh my god! Like, and I I put up a picture of myself on my social media, and yes, it's on a table, but this thing towers over me, on a table, which is pretty hilarious. So it's second only to the flag as far as size. Um, it's kind of bigger the other way, vertical, right, instead of horizontal. Yeah. But even the horizontal stretch, if you put Grayskull <laughs> and Snake Mountain on either side, which where they're supposed to go, you have one huge um world builder and i guess that was the point of attorney right it was supposed to be the centerpiece of all your masters play the ultimate battleground i think that's the moniker for it is that yeah yeah, yeah. attorney and battleground. i had some fun with the lion doing the cowardly lion voice because you can move the job and that's i'm like oh come on give me oh you mom so the uh, thundercats cat slayer is not, i mean eternia is now up for uh, grabs for anyone who's looking yeah. for easily in the top five holy grail play sets of all time if you're a thundercats fan i don't even care if you don't like email just get this instead just get this throw it up with your thunder well from what i've seen from the cat the original ljn Catslayer, this is far cooler than yeah the cat's lair and bigger brian blevins is uh saying have you seen the new he-man masters of the universe tabletop miniature game it is warhammer with he-man i got a demo copy and the starter kit is great there's been a few He-Man oh. tabletops. I haven't seen it. I'm not really interested in, in tabletop to stuff just yet. Everything I've seen is cool. The miniatures look awesome. The the play surface looks great. Um, I can't go down the rabbit hole of miniatures at this. So point. Brian, a little backstory. Rob and I have played many, many of those tabletop games throughout our years together. Um, Hero Clicks. Um, being all the Star Wars, the main ones. one, the the Games Workshop Necromunda, Star Wars, Wizards of the Coast, and they're all great. They all take up a lot of time, and they all cost a lot of money. And especially right now, with the way things are in the world, just getting together with people. I know uh, my buddy Darren's a professional Warhammer player, and uh, he's been dying the last two years because he can't get to tournaments. Um, so I, you know, it does look cool, but I just I can't invest the time in that again yeah it's the four to six hours of of gameplay that my life and schedule just it does not exist yet maybe in another 15 years and the and the money to to build your armies and i haven't really i haven't been hands-on with the he-man one but i can imagine it's like any of these right you gotta buy armies and all that kind of stuff so yeah i don't know about the add-ons or anything like that but it's the time more than anything right and then then you got to find somebody else who has the same amount of time so Makes it a little bit difficult, but I'm glad that again there's more and more merch. <laughs> there's no shortage of masters uh, products to buy. Again, um, it, let's. Again, uh, oh, I guess the Kickstarter is coming in four days. We should talk about that. We went through an overview, or I did on Thursday, kind of going through everything. And the biggest thing that people are really excited about is the base goal is only five thousand dollars for us to be successful and guarantee a disc based run. So. Should be able to hit that, I hope, with all the support that we've been seeing. And then the talk turns to stretch goals and what the big stretch goals were. First one was $15,000, and that allows us to craft toy room tours. And that includes a toy room tour with yourself, Mr. J. Bartlett. Mm, we shot yeah. that, and yeah. uh, that those kind of resources will allow us to professionally finish them, do great post audio, and, and cut it all up and dedicate the time. And a bunch of the other participants as well. And then the the real magic thing that people got super excited about is if we were managed to hit just 30K, just $30,000, which is kind of the base goal for most people when they start a, a campaign. If we hit 30K, do you remember what we're going to do? Yeah, we're going to shoot uh, some mini episodes, a little mini quest. Yeah, um, well, full length episodes, of... full length episodes, 22 to 25 minutes. Yeah, and I, I threw on, I was in the chat, the other day with you there and i threw out the idea that it would be cool to have a tier where one of you lucky uh people out there can join rob and i 
and uh, have some fun looking for toys and see what it's like. I mean, I think that would be a cool goal. Again, Rob, you're the boss. I don't know what's involved in all that. I'm just throwing out ideas there. But uh, I think that would be really cool. Well, I, I have heeded the advice. People seemed excited by that. Now, that's not something that we can readily make available to just everyone. So we have included it at the executive producer level. Oh, cool. And Great. there's only four of those slots available, and it is $1,000. But that gets you executive producer credit. Obviously, uh, you can go on a toy hunt with us, plus all the other goodies and, and a few other... I forget oh, all the great. details right now. That's so great. the the cool thing is, you know, you get to pay for your travel to come see Jay and or myself and we go on a toy hunt. There may or may not be cameras there capturing it. Ideally, if we can have cameras, we will. We just can't speak to the availability of that kind of stuff just yet. But that would be a pretty uh, fun thing to do. And maybe that does tie in to the, the, the mini quest that I call it. Six episodes versus ten. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can say that I, I will be there for sure. So whoever pledges at that level, um, I'll, I'll be there 100% to, to hang out with. I think that would be a, a blast to meet some new people and, uh, you know, check out whatever toy store we end up going to. Yeah. I mean, all the obvious is, you know, come to London, Ontario, check out Heroes, maybe maybe some of the other stores in the area. But checking out uh, Heroes with Jay and Rob would be kind of a fun experience, I think. Yeah, there's, you know, there's some really, really great uh, stores around here um, that would be fun to check out. Uh, but bring, bring your wallet because there's a lot of a lot of good stuff, too. So no shortage of that. And we may have had a sneak peek of the trailer for the yeah. Kickstarter on that yeah. overview. But if you haven't seen it, all you have to do is wait four more days. And you'll be able to see it live on the Kickstarter page. Easy to be a part of stuff. I think it's $10 just for a digital copy of season two, and then it goes up from there. So we're hoping that you can support the efforts, support season two, and the more that you support this stuff, the easier it is to do next stuff, and so on and so on. Any last thoughts on Kickstarter? That's going to be a blast. Um, I, I love the campaigns. They're always a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from all of you guys out there. And let's get some uh, let's get some $1,000... Um, uh, buys there because i really want to hang out with you guys i especially a lot of you guys in the chat that we see every single week i think it'd be really cool to meet in person yeah. um you know you can talk your favorite toys with with rob and i we can go hang out at comic book stores i think it sounds like a blast yeah should be a lot of fun should be a lot of fun and this is the shortest campaign we'll ever have run it runs i think 24 days ending on may 21st a saturday lunchtime brunch time acoustic Acoustic toy talk with Jay and Rob. Uh, let's get to the main topic. Did the bubble burst? Is the bubble going to burst? Every week or every month, there seems to be some sort of new toy development, some sort of new toy demic happening that threatens to uh, burst the current bubble of adult collecting uh, or the threat level keeps going. We keep getting closer to the midnight on that doomsday clock. Is it going to pop, Jay? Is the bubble going to pop? And I guess, what does that mean to you, the bubble's going to pop? Because I know you've heard this phrase. I was just going to ask you in regards to what? Like, people are not going to want to buy new stuff anymore? Are we talking about that? or Well, you tell me what you think. You've heard the phrase before. Is the collecting bubble going to pop? Oh, sure. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, What does it mean to you? Are, are people going to be sick of the shenanigans? For, for me, the thing that comes to mind is price. I realize there's a lot going on in the world, a lot, and, and I'm sympathetic to all that. But for me, the bubble bursting, well, it's already burst for me. I know our, our friend Peter, uh, him and I were talking the other day, and he said he's out on Star Wars Black Series. He's done. He's sick of buying clones and Mando stuff. I don't blame him. For me, for me, it is. Uh, and this guy behind, I think, is the final nail in the coffin. We're going to so talk, talk about that, that, too, for sure. I've got some yeah, things to um, I think the price for me is the most um, discouraging part of modern day collecting. Now we're not talking about picking up vintage stuff. We're talking about current waves of legends, star Wars, whatever you collect. Well, I think it applies to everything, right? Because I think once you deflate one side of it, the, the entire kind of cake topples over. And so when I talk about, is the bubble going to pop? It's how many factors are going to exist or crop up that yeah. push away enough people that are currently buying toys that it hits it hits the industry in a way where toys stop coming out that releases get staggered get more minimal and basically we go through a dry spell of options 
where it's only tiered to media that's maybe coming out, you know, movie tie-ins or cartoon shows, if that's even a thing, or video well, game stuff. I think that's what I'm talking about. When the bubble pops, yeah. we're not going to be infiltrated like we are week after week because price gouging, uh, we'll talk about windowless packaging, of course, uh, too many options. When everything dismounts, people are going to say, I'm done. Collections will get sold. People won't be buying vintage or anything. They'll just be done with the game. Uh, I, I can see people selling collections. I never understood that mentality. Um, for for me, it's not going to, because prices are going up, it doesn't make me not like toys anymore or, or not like the hobby anymore. Um, I'm just very selective on what I pick up. Very selective, actually, now. Um, and I'm a little bit glad that it's maybe popping because there's just there's too much stuff. And you and I like so many different things. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a good problem to have, but I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it maybe if it pops and just kind of maybe stuff only comes out when a show comes out or a movie. I'm okay with that. There's just too much. There's too much. And, and, and beyond that, if you're looking at something like Masters of the Universe, one thing that was refreshing about it in 2020 with the Origins line was that it was just, you know, four or five figures that were very affordable. And now you have Masterverse because of Revelations. And then within Masterverse, you're doing all the different He-Mans that have come out. Too much. The Origins... They're too staggered. They're too hard to get. Now there's all these exclusives with PowerCon. It's just, I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done chasing that. Well, I can say, speaking about PowerCon, Mattel is not attending this year. It's just gone to a full-on toy show in Columbus. And at first, I was a little on the fence about it. But the more that I read about it, I think it's a cool toy show. I think it's going to be awesome. And the fact that there are not any exclusives tied to it, I think, makes it a little bit more digestible. I think people sell their collections during times like this because it's that all or nothing mentality, right? If I can't stay in the game with the new releases the way that it is, I don't want to have anything to do with it, right? I just want to get rid of everything and start new or I'm going to start looking at this, so I'm going to get rid of all of that because this is something that I feel I can have more control over whatever the new thing is. Yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of how how to word this. I could see getting rid of stuff that is tainted. Um, so again, let's talk about Origins. It's like, okay, they did the the three power con sets, which I will stand by this to the end of time, that they're ridiculously overpriced, and that really mm-hmm. turned me off from the line. They didn't have to be that expensive. I think the Grayskull one's affordable. It was $30. You got the figure, yeah. you got the two accessories, and great packaging. It's stuff that should have came with, considering the classics, Grayskull is so incredible. That should have come with all that stuff. So it, it didn't great, and I agree with you. But the horde, the horde pack was crazy, and Faker was just ridiculous. Um, so I could see, like, you know what? I'm done with this, and you don't want to see that stuff anymore. Getting rid of that certain line, I can see that. Getting rid of all your stuff, um, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean. That's just me. Unless you're totally done with toys, something bad's happened and you want to get rid of all of it. Um, I could see getting rid of chunks, but not the whole collection. Well, two big things that happened in the last week that I think are pushing the bubble to maximum volume, (laughs) uh, broaching the pop level that I think is going to come. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take? Has to. You know, is it going to slowly pop or is it going to be is there going to be something big that happens and what was announced might be the big thing it's two things first hasbro announced another price hike on their figures is coming in about six months time yeah which if you've been watching our stream and our in our show for the last couple months we've been talking about the price of these things in canada already you know 46.99 for a regular uh star wars black series or marvel legend and the deluxe ones 70 dollars and so that's going to go up. We don't know by how much, but there's going to be a price hike. And of course, the biggest thing is windowless packaging is coming to Hasbro. So that's Transformers, that's Star Wars Black Series, and that's Marvel Legends. And I'm just going to uh, bring up a Marvel Legends in particular that I was excited about when I saw the figures. And, th- and this is this is the rub a little bit. So let me throw... Spider-Man on the screen here. Now, this is an amazing fantasy number 15 version of Spider-Man. Okay. 
Uh, it's like every other Marvel Legends so far. It looks good. But then we get to this. Now, this is how the figure is going to come. In a box, without a window, and just an image on it. Now, I understand a lot of us have to pre-order figures in order to get them or make sure that we get them because maybe we don't have a local toy store or other toy store only gets a couple in and they're snagged by people right away. So we're kind of already buying stuff based on online imagery. But if I go to a store and I want to buy a figure and I can't see the figure and it's not a blind box, like it kind of a guessing game on what's inside, it's absolutely ridiculous. Especially when they're citing that this is supposed to be done, getting rid of the clear window, supposed to be done uh, for recycling purposes and being easier on the environment. Because I guarantee there's enough non-recyclable material on this already that is going to impact the environment in almost just a poor way. Well, What do you think about this? Yeah, they're, they're cutting back in that part. Like I'm conflicted. That part I respect because we have to do something to save the planet, even if it's just a little bit. They're helping a little bit. So the environmentalist in me is like, that's great. The collector in me is like, okay, like you just said, is it really going to help that much? Uh, being that the, the figure and all the accessories are made of plastic anyway. Uh, so windowless tied in with the fact that you can't, or sorry, windowless, you can't see the figure tied in with the fact that that amazing fantasy 15 Spider-Man will be $50. I guarantee it just because of who it is, is a deal breaker. I'm out. Yeah, it's, that's a tough yeah. one. So here is a Marvel legends, uh, vulture. For example, I just literally grabbed it off the wall. Now the window might not have to be that big. Okay. Now you get to see the whole figure there. You get to see the build a figure part. We've said for a while now, and I think you were the one that said it first, Hide the build-a-figure piece to begin with because it's usually obtrusive. And, you know, why not just cover the sides? You don't need the plastic there. And then just leave a strip down the middle. Just a strip down the middle so that two-thirds of the the clear plastic here is gone. But you still get to see what that figure is like. If I have to go based on like something like that on the cover, I'm not buying it regardless of the price when I want it in hand. And that's, you know, go ahead. And I say, and that's with me buying most of the new stuff as a pre-order anyways, it just bothers me that much. Cause if I want to display this stuff, I don't want to display just the, the image. I wanted to, I want to be able to see the figure on, you know, on, on the wall, (laughs) you know, if it was great box art or something, that'd be awesome. But we're literally just seeing a digital render of the figure instead of the figure itself. I didn't even think of displaying it until you just said that that didn't even cross my mind because we both hang stuff on the wall. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I don't want to hang a box on my wall with, I mean, you're going to get a lot more people opening stuff. That's for sure. Because you want to see the toy. I don't want to see, yeah, a professional action figure photo of the toy. I want to see the toy on my wall. That's the whole point, right? It's a piece of art. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not down with it. Um, I'm with you. I think the Amazing Fantasy 15 Spider-Man is a must-have. I think it's an incredible figure. But <laughs> the first Spider-Man to introduce that new packaging. And then and that image you showed, they don't even do it right. It's like, why didn't they do the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover and put the toy instead of the painting of Spider-Man? It, but they don't even do that. It's just... So the box art's not even great, right? Like, why didn't they... You you see on the side, you have a bit of the cover. Why didn't they yeah. do that as the main photo? Or on the back or something where you get to see yeah. the reference because there's no reference image. And of course, it's on Big Bad Toy Store and they're just supplied with everything. Figure looks awesome. I love that you can have the, the little web folds, you know, between the arms and everything. But if yeah. again, if you're not going to show the figure through clear plastic... Go the G.I. Joe route with vehicles or like a playset. There's not too many playsets where vehicles have, you know, a clear window where you can see the thing and give us like really special box art because this is not special. This is lazy. This doesn't help us see the figure any better because it's still just a digital rendering. And I don't know why this bothers me so much because, again, most of the stuff I get is is a pre-order. I'm really trying to open stuff more. 
but sometimes a figure just looks so good in the package and it's posed so well in the package and look no further than the McFarland DC stuff. It's like the second you take that stuff out of the package, the pose is less interesting that you can do compared to how it was left in the box. You know? Yeah, we talk about like we're such big fans of box art. So the DC multiverse package art to me is it's crap. Um, yeah, which is good because it makes me want to open the figure, which is just fine. Uh, you know, the Masterverse stuff, I think the packaging is terrible. It's yeah. so boring. I don't like and the that, box at all. That amazing fantasy you just showed, I could make that on my phone with, you know, with the art programs that are now. Like, it's so uninspired and lazy. And it's like almost like a template that they just got off an app. They uh, literally probably took the same image that they submitted to Big Bad in this case and just slapped it there with a different background. And you would think if they're raising prices twice that you would at least get some more value for it, like some cool box art. The interesting thing, though, about this is <laughs> we recently had uh, new Origins figures for Masters showcased in package. And the first thing I thought is, oh, wow, it's actually nice to see the figure and not have it hidden within a box. So it's already, already yeah. impacted Hasbro's competitors in a positive way for me. And it was like it stood out. Yeah, I mean, it's like the balls on this company excuse my french uh to to price hike and then you can't even see the figure um i mean they have a hasbro's pretty much has a monopoly they they have every ip under the sun except he-man pretty much right so it's like turtles okay well they're like oh what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're not gonna buy star wars or marvel or G.I. Joe or Transformers. G.I. Joe, it's like well then don't buy it and i know you're gonna have to just buy all that ninja turtle stuff that there's short supply on Oh, wait, there's yeah. no first plan, Ninja <laughs> oh. Turtles, or, or Masters for that matter. Uh, people in the chat are, are chiming in. Hey, Hugo, thanks for checking us out. Walter Mueller, thanks for uh, checking one of these out. I'm glad you're able to finally see one of these live. It's not just a pre-recorded tape. Chris Yeager's wondering, could they use the packaging change to hide shoddy figures or workmanship? I mean, I think those problems existed before the package change in, in a lot of cases, but it's Most a lot easier to spot that. Most of the images you know, they show yeah. are, are are prototypes. So yeah, they're going to shoot the prototype um, or an advanced version of that. And that might not be the final figure that we get. Yeah. And you're never going to know. Uh, it's going to make um, unboxing videos really, really interesting. I'll, I'll say that because like, like Coronation Starscream that I have to my right here. I thought you were going to say Coronation Street Starscream. That's a crossover I want to see. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> I can't see him. There's a little a little uh, picture of him on the back, and that's it. And I'm doing a video on this guy this this weekend. I'll be up tomorrow. But I'm angry. I'm really, really angry. This figure is 80 bucks. cost me $80 for this. And I have a feeling it's just be, it's going to be the same Starscream just with a crown and a cape. I have... I have no well, and this is but. why I bought the RED version of Coronation Starscream because it was $20. It looks like a cartoon, even though it's softer plastic. So I could get the rule of five with them or four with them if I wanted, if I liked it that much. And it had the bubble so that I could see it. It even had the Transformers 86 logo and all that stuff. So yeah. it scratched the itch enough for me. Severus Snape is asking, can they can re process the plastic as well they are just being cheap and really nothing to do with the environment reprocessing would be more environmental would remove all the plastic out of all the landfills i agree there you go i mean why can't they go. use plant-based plastic like ketchup bottles do yeah why so can't they do that with with that being said yeah the the, the impact on the environment what they're going to be saving is is so minimal I agree. I think it's a cost-cutting measure now that you've said that and brought it into my mind. It does make sense. And it's just, it's bullcrap. You're you're raising the prices astronomical, and we can't even see the finished product now? That is ridiculous. Yeah. Now think it, about it's this. It's blind faith, literally. I don't know if you thought about this, but think about all the people that um, figure swap at Walmart. Yeah. Now that was when you could see in the bubble, and you know the poor people at Walmart don't know Nightcrawler or whatever, right? Now the box is blind, so these people are going to have a field day taking Amazing Fantasy 15 Spider-Man, pulling out the figure, and putting in. Well, who knows? Yeah, right. Like that's going to be a nightmare. Well, like like Rhett says, got to stay tough, yo, Joe. 
let's keep talking about Transformers. And there was a big Transformers reveal as well. And I'm curious if you're excited by this. I'm guessing you're not going to be, but... I don't know if I've seen it. This is your big boy, Jay. This is your big boy. This is Metroplex. What do you think about this guy? Transformers Legacy Titan. Have you seen this one yet? Well, why why is his colors wrong? Or is this a Metroplex that I'm unaware of? I don't know. I don't know, Jay. I am yeah, not. This, uh, I think this is some uh, a Japanese version, I believe, because this doesn't look familiar to me at all. If Walter's in the chat, Walter, chime in. You are the Transformers expert, at least yeah. that, that I know better than anybody. Chime in on what this uh, Titan Cybertron universe Metroplex is. I think these are all the Cybertronian forms with the Transformers Legacy line, which is coming out. They did a sound wave as well where he's not like a, you know, a boom box. He's a sure, like a ship. Yeah. So I think this is this is the big difference for this stuff. I'm just going to blow this up so you guys can I mean, see. I, it's, it's cool if you like Metroplex. Uh, his saw weapon's pretty neat. What do you think of that? Um, oh, that's the thing, everyone. I think Michael made a joke about that, he, or someone put up some kind of weird meme. What? What is that? It's like Ultra oh. Magnus got crapped out through a Constructicon. It's a crane. Is, this, is that what it's supposed to be? Like a? It's one of those toy crane things. I I don't know. So he's not I even. Would, a, he's not even a city. No, because it's a Cybertronian form. I wish that was like a guitar, okay. and it was like death metal Metroplex or something. That's what we need. Uh, well, yeah. I, 200 us no thank you yeah you're not no. what you're not gonna get that not you are i you, gotta you're the big I gotta have you're it. the big uh haslab wizard you bought like all that stuff so you can well this is not this haslab thing. this is just regular release so here we go so walter's chiming in thankfully so many people are pumped for that metroplex and it's a modern version of the cybertron release from years ago well uh, yeah. i'm curious if, if that price point uh does it for you or not so much I mean, if oh, you're a big fan of, like, you and I, I think for Giants, we both like Omega the best, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was gone. never a huge Metroplex guy. I always thought uh, Fort Max was cooler. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's cool if you're a Metroplex fan and, and you like it, go for it, man. Uh, definitely. Because I've spent that much on Omega. Um, yeah. But look so. at this. We get some pretty great box art here. It's not just a digital rendering of the figure on the cover. Because, That's again, nice it's too. a larger figure. So you you know you don't necessarily get the plastic window. This is cool box, or they put some effort into that, and then of course they show you the figure on the back. So, so. with something that large, I, I would expect not to see the figure. I I'm fine with that. That's just the way it's kind of always been, right? Um, yeah. Well, again, anything bigger vehicle playset, you you don't see it. But for your average six inch, yeah, I want to see the figure. So. Yeah, Walter's also chiming in. He has no idea why people are so excited for that thing. They'll laugh out loud. It makes no sense to me. I agree. Makes no sense. Uh, but, you know, I'm very much just a Transformers G1 86 movie kind of guy. Um, so there you go. Walter's not a fan of that price point or those molds. So it's not going to go on his robot dolly shelf. Yeah, Hasbro is really asking a lot of people. Uh, lately and i know a, a lot of collectors and i won't name names but i know a name lot of them. guys name them all that are starting to really get i won't say depressed but they, they, they feel like they, they can't keep up and it's becoming almost like a job it's like dude you know you don't have to keep buying this stuff just no stop. but you get that endorphin hit man right it's no different than when you post something on social media and people are commenting and like uh, you feel yeah, relevant sure, you sure. feel special when you get a toy in the mail well, it's like it's oh mail day you, uh, when it's stressing you oh. out and it's no longer fun, then just stop, man. Save your money. Like That's fair. Like w with this bubble bursting too, you and I have talked about this over the last multiple episodes we've done. Maybe it's nice just to stand back and just look at what you have and just mm -hmm. be like, damn, you know, like look at all this stuff I've collected. Like, and just enjoy that. <laughs> it's funny. You know? I stand back and I go, damn, what have I done with my life? Damn, what a waste <laughs> of money. <laughs> what a waste of energy why did i ever get excited by i don't have anything in front of me by my vulture why did i get excited that's like, i have that figure that figure is wicked yeah he, he is actually cool that's a really bad example i'm i am excited about that figure that's a, that's a good one it's a good one uh, you were at a modern you were at a toy show not too long and you saw a bunch of modern figures there i think this all relates as well what was that like seeing a bunch of like modern figures at a toy store compared to what i would say we're used to seeing just a ton of vintage offerings 
disappointing. I haven't been to a, a toy show since the pandemic, clearly. Um, so going to my first one, uh, it was it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but it was disappointing. I saw a bunch of vendors with the droids reissues, uh, the Boba Fett going for like fifty dollars. You know, you could just go get that at Toys R Us, probably for not much less, to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, fifty bucks and seeing all the modern legends and there's so many pops, so many pops. Yeah, and I get it. They're popular. what did it cost to get into that toy show? I get five bucks, I think. Oh well, that's that's not too bad then. Cheap. I suppose it was cool. I hate- and I mean, I mean, I picked up uh, a Wiley kit uh, from the LJN line that I didn't have. The second sure. version with the board, the hoverboard. So it was cool. She's articulated. There's nothing um, you hate more than going to a toy show and having to pay fifty dollars to get in to, to get buy in. Yeah. toys. Yeah, and so then I, you feel compelled to buy money to make that fifty dollar entrance fee worthwhile. Shout out to Rob at 3D uh, Vintage there because he was there. We got to hang out, and he's he had some really great stuff too. A lot of cool Joe stuff, some wrestlers. Um, but there was one actually that just happened in London on Good Friday, and I didn't go to because it tends to be like just the same vendors, right? Which I get, yeah. it's all local. But so uh, that was good. It scratched my itch for Should another have gone, year. Man, yeah. they caught you slipping. They caught you slipping. Oh, caught darn. you slipping in the wild. Dirty little, I don't know. Uh, what do you think the end game is then? Is there a vintage end game? If people can't keep up with the new stuff, and if the new stuff might push people away because there's no window, the price is getting out of control, there's too many options, it's depressing to try to you know, keep up with your favorite lines and you're constantly missing out on the stuff that you love. What is the vintage end game? Like, if you're going to turn your attention that way, where, where are you trying to go with that? What is What is that about? I'm not a completist by any means, but I will say it's very satisfying completing some of these more obscure lines like I've finished in Humanoids. I'm one character away from Bravestar. Uh, being able to know that you have everything that was released in that line I think is very satisfying. Um, so I, I enjoy that. So I think picking one or two maybe smaller lines to complete, something that's the goal is obtainable. I mean, G.I. Joe, a real American hero is crazy to, to tackle yeah. something like that. But uh, I think when you complete a line, it's satisfying knowing that you have everything in that line. I think uh, that's a really cool feeling. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever go that completionist or completist route. Uh, even if I, you know, turn my attention towards vintage and I haven't really made a declaration one way or another what's going on. I think it's okay just to pause and figure it out. You know, you've got to have some sort of rhyme or reason to what you're picking up. Walter, who's in the chat, who's also saying, make new characters. Heaven forbid you actually make new characters. He he does indeed, though, Dude. want the 875th incarnation of Rodimus Prime yeah. and the 10,000th version of Bumblebee. I'm guessing that he does not collect all those alien and predator variations that come out as well. I think we, new figures we, is, is a great way to go, but We've said I that. think you can't yeah. just collect vintage stuff unless you have some sort of goal in mind. He had an idea while we were doing his toy room tour to just have one shelf and on it just have like one figure or one key figure from all the lines that he loved growing up. So maybe, I don't know what his plan is, but like, you know, the Ulrich from Visionaries, Bulletproof from Cops and, you know, Quicksilver from Silverhawk so that you have like one kind of, you know, mix-up shelf. I think that's a fun way to approach doing vintage stuff. Yeah, and I've actually taken that route where um, I want to have at least one of each figure to represent each line that that existed for for toy history. So I I do that, and I, I like I have I I think I have one Centurion, I have like two Silverhawks, and I'm okay with that. You know, I have one, I have Quicksilver, and he, that's cool to represent that line. I'm really satisfied with that. The stuff I really love, like. Brave Star and Inhumanoids, because they're so small, they're easy to do. But if you're going, like I said, if you're going real American hero with 500 plus figures, you pretty much can only just focus on that because unless you're a millionaire, because the, yeah. you know, the Joe stuff is so vast, it's so big. There's a lot to lot to grab. I'm I'm curious though because you said you're you're happy to pause and just digest everything that you've got and kind of enjoy the break that's been kind of thrust upon the scene. Is there a vintage piece that you could acquire that would quench your thirst kind of forever? Like, is there one piece that you're missing that if you got, 
you could say, you know what, this is good. I don't need to get any more toys. I'm happy with where my collection is. And if I if I could just get this one piece, whatever condition, carded, box, whatever you want, that would be enough for you just to go on and and not that you have a gun to your head and you're not allowed to collect, but you would just be okay and definitely not picking up anything vintage. Well, I would like to hear yours. Um, I did that in 2020 when everything with the world was uncertain. Uh, things were crazy. I did like a lot of people do and just, you know, went for that one thing because you don't know what's, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So I, I finally got the flag and I can say that it's still my favorite toy. I have that thing is insane. There's not a day it goes by that. I don't see it. And I'm just taken back by it. Just how beautiful that toy is. Yeah. So the the flag is, is my grail. Yeah. hundred percent. That's I've cool. Always wanted it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite thing. What would what would yours be? For the longest time, I thought you were going to say Eternia. I think until no. recently, but it, you know, when I, when I put it together, it's just too big for me to put anywhere. That's the problem yeah. with Eternia. It's too big. It's a little too sprawling. Yeah, I feel you can't do a cool setup with it because it's so dispersed. Like you can have guys in the tower and you can have them on the ground, but where my room kind of is like everything pushed to the edge of the walls, and I don't have like a center table for anything. I mean, yeah, the barge is on this because I was you know filming it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just doesn't fit for my setup. Now, if I had a different collecting space, oh, I'd be all over that for a million different reasons. And I wish I could bid on the one that we got up. It's just not in the cards right now. But this is probably going to be a left field answer. And that would either be the Legacy Falcon or the Sail Barge. You yeah. know, I'd want I'd want yeah. figures to go with that, of course. But if I had that one of those key pieces, it would give me the Star Wars uh you know anchor that i don't have at all i had the razor crest i recently let it go and this is something else i want to talk about but i don't have anything that's star wars centric i don't have the death star i don't have dagobah i don't have hoth uh, cantina Jabba's palace anything like that and i'd be fine if i had one of those vintage sets but having either the sail barge or the legacy uh falcon would be a really cool kind of centerpiece to kind of put around that on yeah. the sail barge front, okay. Well, yeah. What do you think of my answer first? And no, I know. I think that's. I think that's great. I think those two pieces are fantastic. I've had the Legacy Falcon for a long, long time, and it's not even in my toy room because it's so great. It's in my living room. It takes up almost the entire coffee table. Yeah, I don't care because it's just the centerpiece of really my house. That's yeah, one of the coolest toys of all time. Uh, the barge. The barge is cool. And it's one of the greatest scenes from any Star Wars movie um, and, yeah. and Jedi. I just, the problem with the barge is finding the figures that go along with it is quite challenging. Other than that, I mean, we, you and I have had our, our hands on the barge countless times, and I certainly get the appeal. It's nothing that I would pay that much for for myself. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even talking about price though, and I'd yeah. be happy with Power of the Force figures on this barge. I don't care if I'm playing Generations, just to fill that gap or work away at getting. Oh, the, so you're allowed to play Generations, but I'm not allowed to play. I generations. wouldn't post pictures on social media. That's just me though. That's the difference. <laughs> you can you can post your attorney of pictures with your Origins figure and be you know called a bootleg generator, but that's okay. Okay, that's so okay. hang on. Let me let me interject here uh, with Snape. What he's saying about the Razor Crest. The, my problem with that toy is that I don't think that that ship is even close to being on the same level as the Falcon or the Barge. So this it, is what I want to talk around, about. It wasn't around enough. No, 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 no. Right? Because it was. It has more screen time than the Sail Barge does. It has significantly oh, yeah. more screen time. But here's the that difference. Doesn't mean any, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't but here's mean the difference. Return that, of the Jedi seen. has been around longer. People have watched it more times. So and of course the sail barge was originally planned to be released and it was just never made. So you have all this history yeah. about this thing that could have been that should have been, and then you have the fulfillment of that and a lot of fan goodwill with the first ever Haslabs. That's why the sail barge is cool. Now the Razor Crest, everybody was like, "Oh, but it blew up! I can't believe you backed that!" Blah blah. I'm like, well, the sail barge blew up too. You know, it was on the screen for a fraction of the time Listen, compared to the Razor this, Crest. This is getting into Star Wars. You, yeah, you here cannot- we go. You cannot compare that scene in Return of the Jedi to I don't care how good the Mandalorian is, not even close. That scene is so important <laughs> for so many reasons. So that sail barge could have been just like the skiff that Luke could've was been. on, right? And that is more important than the Razor Crest. 
the Ra- the Razor Crest just did it didn't do enough. You're talking about the Falcon that went through generations of families or not families. You know what I mean? It was owned by so many different people in Star Wars in the history of that ship. And we've all grown with the Falcon. Well, the Razor Crest, we just didn't have enough time with. We don't know yet. Maybe that was owned by, I don't know, Ahsoka at one point. And it's going to be revealed. Oh, she's going to say, you know, you took my ship and got it blown no up. More and then it's this. all retconned no and it's all excited. Ahsoka this, Mando yeah. that, Grogu me, Baby Yoda you. You know, who <laughs> oh, knows yeah, what it's going to be? Yeah. You know, um, I, and um, I think the price that it goes for now is crazy. I mean, I've I've seen it firsthand, and you've seen it firsthand, obviously, because you owned it. And I just I couldn't justify that price. Like it's it's the new hot thing, and that's why it's so much money. Yeah, but eh, eh. yeah, that's fair. Um, I will say to end the subject, and I don't want to hear any response because I need the final word. <laughs> <laughs> Mando is better writing than Jedi, and all Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. Oh, you quoted Kevin Smith, really? Like partially, yeah. yeah. And you know why I did that? Just for you, just for you, my friend. And that's fair. It's it's that's time fair. for action figure spotlight. You got uh, Dolly to showcase this week. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Or do you just have a box? No, it's not Starscream. Uh, it's another one that uh, I'm really embarrassed. I don't know if I even want to show it. You don't have to go this week. Our viewers tune in basically for these this last three minutes to see our dollies, but that's it's fine. So I, you know, I, I give a lot of advice, but sometimes I don't take the advice that I give, and that would be, you know, I said I didn't like the GI Joe reaction line. Oh, no, here we go. But of course, Storm Shadow. Uh, Storm Shadow. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> There's Storm Shadow. Uh, I don't care. I'm embarrassed that I bought this crappy Hector Garrido bootleg art. It's not even no. Close. Jason Ed- Edmondson does the art. He's a Canadian artist. He does a lot of great art. I think that art works. I think it's good. I think it's a good homage. It's not the same. Yeah, by this any is means. not a slam against his artwork. I don't. I I love this Snake Eyes card. I don't like the Storm Shadow card. I don't like the posies in. Uh, that's just me. It doesn't speak to me. Uh, the figure itself is Kenner Star Wars style. Um, the file card's nice. They actually got the shape right, and I like how they do the old school coming soon. Uh, everything yeah. about this wave is great too. There's a, there's five or six different sailors. Uh, so if you do have a flag, you can get sailors now to go alongside shipwreck. Uh, there's some really obscure characters in that line. There's a winter bazooka. I like how Super Seven is doing different characters that we never saw in the real American Hero line. That's great. I have a problem with the $21 price tag Canadian when you're trying to army build. That's just not going to yeah. happen. It's not going to yeah, happen. G- give me a four pack of guys for 35 bucks. Like I always said, there's there's a few characters in this life I'm a sucker for, and Storm Shadow is one of them, so it was almost like I didn't have a choice. But uh, that's my spotlight. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, and right. yeah, I do like I do like the sailors, and I recently read an interview with uh, Armando Rock of Super 7, and he said uh, one of the things that we love to do is, of course, you know, get to play with the brands in new ways that uh, IP holders maybe aren't used to, but we always try to include deep cuts or, or like different that. things love for the fan. It. Love it. And that's, that's my favorite. You always get the staple, like one or two staples. Like if it's a wave of four yep. or six, you always get one or two staples. Or maybe half the wave, but then you always get one deep cut character or deep cut accessory related to the character, so you can tell that they're actual fans of this stuff, and it just kind of it makes you feel better about who you're buying from, you know. Uh, does, I have some yeah. Super Seven stuff as well. First mail day in a very long time for me, and that's I got my Wave One of Disney Ultimates, and I haven't opened uh, any of these, so I got Prince John from Robin Hood. Uh, Sorcerer Mickey from Fantasia and Pinocchio from Pinocchio. Ooh, cool. Which one would you like me to open? Pinocchio, Sorcerer Apprentice Mickey, or Prince John from Robin Hood? Let's see. Um, if you're in the chat, chime in. Jay will buy you 10 seconds to catch up on the lag. Maybe weigh the pros and cons here, Jay. Let's let let's let the chat decide. Uh, Sorcerer Mickey, I know. Uh, fantastic looking. Robin Hood, I've never seen it. What was the other one? Pinocchio. Yeah, so um, it's Prince John from Robin Hood, the main villain. Oh, okay. So it's not Robin Hood. Uh, let's see. Uh, see, I'm going to say Mickey. I'd say okay. Mickey. 
Mickey's heavier than Pinocchio. Um, yeah, Mickey's the heaviest of, of all of them. Anybody well, they all want to see Prince John. They all want to see Prince, Prince John. John. Prince Let, John. Let's Robin do what Hood. that one's. Sure. That's that's the the line in those figures. So Robin Hood comes in wave two. So okay. that'll be a cool pairing to do. Um, yeah, so here we go. Again, these. See, look. This is just like recyclable cardboard. You can do yeah. that, Hasbro, and just put a figure inside if you need to. So here we go. Go big so you all can see it. Whoa. Look, so right away, look at that. If that doesn't feel like value there, like that vac metal extra special feeling when you get it. And oh, it turns my whole monitor blue. It's oh, weird. crazy. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, this, I mean, this is, this is a lesson in packaging already. Like, look at this. How can you throw that away when it looks as good as that does? And I haven't seen any videos on these. I've only seen the images online. This is, again, a buy before I try. I was rule of two for this. There we go. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so you get three heads. Of course, several fists in there. You get uh, Sir Hiss. In the background there, you get two versions of him. You get the magic mirror, which is a cool accessory. And uh, a soft goods robe for Prince John. That's wicked. That's worth the money for sure. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm quite impressed that you get basically two versions of of King er, of Sir Hiss there. King Hiss. Yeah, there you go. The He-Man crossover. Uh, and that soft goods robe. I, I'm really impressed with that. And the three different heads. I mean, uh, we're all accustomed to multiple fists at this point with figures, but never would you get three heads that big. So huge fan of this. This I can't wait to open this and uh, display it. And that's going to happen. I promise it will. Maybe. Well, those are so cool. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I mean, you get, uh, you, get, you get what you pay for with Super 7 for sure, except for Reaction. Yeah, their uh, ultimates are, are truly the ultimates. I mean, they're two they and a half are. times the price of a reaction figure. And so I'm not like so the Joe ones are coming out soon. So I'm gonna have to buy Storm Shadow in that as well. I, I thought you weren't doing that line. Well, I gotta get Storm Shadow. I oh, just, you got it. I told you. Just said, yeah, I yeah. can't pass up on that. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, where can people get a hold of you, Jay? YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. It's just Jay Bartlett. Um, I was caught up by the Exorcist. He caught, <laughs> but. I am now way ahead of him again, which is kind of strange in sub. So check oh. me out, guys. I'll have a new video coming out tomorrow. Been taking a little bit of time off this week and just, uh, you know, enjoying myself. So, yeah, tomorrow, new video drops. Uh, you can obviously check me out on this channel. Like, subscribe, please. It, it helps. I uh, did just a cursory search for other Rob McCallums on YouTube. They're like 10. And there's only one that seems to have more subs than me. He's got 3,000. I'm just over 1,000. I think 1,100 now. Yeah. So now the race is on to catch the, the imposter. I don't know what but, he but does. What, what, what does he do, though? Like what's I his, don't know yet. What's we got to click yet. on it. And then here, I'm going to find out right now what he does. I'm just going to search yeah, over here. So I'll, Rob's, I'll, doing, Rob's doing that. For anyone who doesn't know, I've been in a, a contest with this other Jay Bartlett who's an exorcist or he's something like that. Uh, he doesn't know, but... Uh, I've been trying to catch up to him and I finally surpassed him. And then last week he caught up to me again and now I'm beating him again uh, in sub. So that's always a fun <laughs> contest that he's not aware of. Or maybe he is. So this other Robert McCallum has like a William Wallace, Mel Gibson picture. He's got 3.87 K subs, almost 4,000. And here's his description. Okay. Survival, bug out, bushcraft, scouts, scouting, primitive, primitive skills, traditional, archery, bone, stone, tools, self-reliance, shelf-reliance, uh, wow. navigation, orienteering, tracking, trekking, camping, backpacking, hiking, tents, campfire, wood. What, wool, is, what is this? Blanket. What, what are you this, reading? This is the description of the other Robert McCallum that I'm up against. So he's some outdoor survivalist. <laughs> Rob uh, McCallum, the woodsman. <laughs> yeah. The Viking woodsman. So you're against the exorcist. I'm against the woodsman. There it is. There it is. So uh, yeah, Hugo, we both have separate channels right now. Um, yeah, I mean it's easy. You just search our names and you'll find mine and you'll find Rob's. 
We both have tons of content, so please check it out and sub. We do appreciate it. Yeah, and if you're looking for action figure adventure, you can check it out on Tubi. Go to Tubi. It's a free streaming site. They have ads based in there, so you get to watch all of Action Figure Adventure Season 1 for free right now, essentially. That's also on Prime, I believe, and in Canada, it's on Jinx Esports TV exclusively. Our Kickstarter drops Tuesday, early in the morning, I imagine, probably like, I don't know, 8 or 9 or something like that, and then you can join and be part of Season 2. Check out the trailer. Get pumped. And that'll do it for another week. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate you coming in, especially on this still relatively new Sunday or Saturday fun day <laughs> brunch time acoustic ripoff homage dealer. <laughs> um, you know, for the, for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves, we got to get the scarves back on. It's starting to get warm. Uh, take yeah. care of yourselves. And each other. Because the best time of day, my friend. Is springer time. Is playtime, right. of course. <laughs> Okay, everybody, have a tray cool day. We'll see you next week.